The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to catch up, uh, if you'd like to catch us online and see the video portion of the radio show, that's right, and see the face that's made for radio, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side is Bradley's uh, educational video from the other day, and I'll explain why we weren't on yesterday in just a moment. <clears throat> but you can catch that up until 3 o'clock this afternoon, at which time he'll be live in that area. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got there. Look for the uh, Rumble icon, bottom right-hand corner, and uh, click on that. Join us in the chat on Rumble. We've got a lot of friends over there this morning. Good morning to you guys. Good to see you. And um, be sure to subscribe to that channel, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble. And we would appreciate that very much. We're also streaming live over on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page. BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page. And we appreciate Mike on his team giving us a spot over there. Back to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Uh, right up under where we're streaming live, top right side of the page there, is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. That goes out once a day, late afternoon, early evening. All the articles we have at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, including... The Morning Show Archive. Now, some of you guys, I was just going to make mention of this. Some of you guys were listening to Bradley's show the other week when he was talking about the conversion of President Andrew Jackson. Now he's got a video for that. Um, so check that out at sonsoflibertymedia.com if you haven't heard of it. Yeah, he was a bad guy. So was the Apostle Paul. Hey, so was Tim Brown. Yeah. All of us wicked men, unworthy of the, the grace, the mercy of Christ, any of that. And yet, ah, does God save anybody but Sinners, <laughs> that's all he saves, is sinners. You know, we should give glory to God for that. We should recognize their evil deeds, don't get me wrong. But again, the scripture says, the one who's in Christ is a new creation. All things have passed away, behold, all things come new. So check that out at sonsoflibertymedia.com. It's right there at the top right now. If you're live 6 a.m. on Wednesday morning, check that out. The conversion of President Andrew Jackson. If you don't find it, Put that in this little search bar. It should come up first thing. Okay, So be sure and check that out. Our store is available. The link is at the top of the page, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Again, we're highlighting Bradley's book, Soldier of the Cross. 
We've got the bundle here with the book, a shirt of your size, and the dog tag of your color, black or silver, beginning or starting at $34. We also have the shirts by themselves, the, the, the books, and the dog tags by themselves, as well as a lot of other, there's a lot of other items. There's educational materials, there's, you know, great conversation starters, you got a bunch of t-shirts, um, some books, and some hats. If you're a drummer, you've got a drum metronome. That's what that's what that's called. A drum pad is is the uh, it's a it's a metronome for drummers. If you if you've never used one, it's it's pretty interesting. It really is. Okay, all right. So you guys want to check that out? Please do so. That's our store, um, thesonsofliberty.squarespace.com. Thesonsofliberty.squarespace.com, or you can get there from the link from the uh, from the web page. All right. <clears throat> At the bottom of the hour, we're supposed to have German uh, member of European Parliament. Christine Anderson joined us for a little bit, um, for about half an hour. Uh, my understanding is she's doing some kind of tour in Canada. I, I don't understand how all that fits together, uh, but she's doing a, a, a tour there and speaking to people. And, um, you know, I've heard some other, some things from people. They say certain things, and I, I don't know about that. I, I know about some of the stuff I've heard her speak about, and... The things I've heard her speak about, I agreed with. So if there's something else, what maybe we can ask her. Maybe you guys want to call in. If you want to call into the show, 803-619-9855. Stick to the topic, please. 803-619-9855. you got a question for Christine, we'll bring that up at the bottom of the hour. Before we get to that, though, there's a couple of things I want to do. One is I ran across this um, uh, short little four-minute video the other day. Uh, before I do that, the reason we couldn't be on yesterday as far as on the video platforms is because of Rumble and the day before, too, for Bradley. Um, Rumble was having a DDoS attack on, what was that, Monday? They were having an attack. So I couldn't, I mean, most of you couldn't even get on the on the website. So you know about that as far as the Rumble page. Um, and then, yes, they seem to have cleared that up. But yesterday... Yeah, I would set up the uh, the live stream, hit the submit, and it just it's just sits there. It never would load it up. Um, so I finally got Rumble to respond to my email, which they did several times. I was kind of surprised, uh, but they responded, told me about the DDoS attack on Monday, and asked me about some of the other things, which I couldn't do anything because I was like, well, if I take a screenshot, it's just going to say submit. It's on that page. I don't know what's going on. So I go to set up the show this morning. And I get the same thing. I I'm put my stuff in. I hit the submit button. Actually, it wasn't that. It was on the um, on the setting up live. So I press the button, and it sits there, and it's just waiting and waiting. And and I'm thinking, am I going to get this again? And fortunately, it's come up. So I I'm assuming we're streaming out there. I'm seeing you guys chat and and things of that nature. Now this video, and that's just so you know, we weren't slacking off. It's just there wasn't anything we could do about it. And then I think Bradley ran into some of that kind of stuff yesterday. I'm not sure. Okay, so this is the speech. If you guys have not heard it, it's really it's really good uh, what the lady's saying here. I don't know who it is. Maybe some of you guys will know who it is. Um, she does have a website now. I know she is a mother uh, and, and wife. I read that on the website. Um, Maybe she does something else. Maybe you guys can fill me in. But the the lady's name is Laura Aboli or Aboli. I'm not sure how you pronounce her name. I'm going to say Aboli, A-B-O-L-I. 
And um, this runs about four minutes, but she kind of hits, you know, everything right on the head here. And uh, take a listen, see what you think about uh, what Laura Abelie has to say. The final goal is to eradicate humanity as we know it. Once you understand the final destination, it becomes much easier to look back and identify the psychological conditioning, the biological tampering, the cultural grooming and the educational prepping that we have been subjected to for decades in preparation to making us accept a post-human future. It takes a lot of physical and psychological abuse to get an intelligent species like ours to agree to its own extinction. Most, if not all, that has transcended in the last 60 years was designed to get us closer to accepting such a dystopian reality. Whether you care to accept it or not, we live in a hyper-controlled matrix where our perception of reality is meticulously planned, managed, and executed in order to control and steer us in whichever direction they wish. And the direction is a post-human world. For this, they first needed to destabilize, dehumanize, and demoralize humanity through every means possible. The destruction of the nuclear family, children being indoctrinated by the state, abortion, the eradication of God and spirituality from education, life in mega cities and away from nature, toxic food, air and water, social media, replacing real human connection and interaction, engineered financial crisis and taxation, endless wars and massive migration, stress, anxiety, depression, drugs and alcohol, constant fear-mongering, moral relativism as the new religion. And I could go on and on about how humanity has been influenced and forced to move away from all the things that give us strength, security, purpose, and meaning. A weak, immoral, disconnected, ignorant and unhealthy population is an easy target for the next stage, the creation of an entire generation of androgynous beings. Masculinity is under attack psychologically, culturally and biologically. Women are being replaced in sports, entertainment and politics by men pretending to be women. And children are being indoctrinated at school to think that gender is a choice. The transgender movement is not a grassroots movement. It comes from the top. It has nothing to do with people's freedom of expression, sexuality, or civil rights. It's an evil psyop to, with a clear agenda to get us closer to transhumanism by making us question the most fundamental notion of human identity, our gender. are if you already identify as a hybrid between a man and a woman you will be easily convinced to become a hybrid between human and machine gender ideology is the two plus two equals five from george orwell's 1984 dystopian novel it's the final test to see whether we will follow the most absurd party line towards our own extinction but two plus two equals four and no matter how you choose to dress, call yourself, or change your physique, will not change that. 
The sad reality, though, is that in the gaslighting process to get us closer to a post-human future, they have mentally and physically harmed an increasing number of children and young people, and it's only getting worse. This must be stopped. All right. Um, I, you know, I listened to that the first time, and I thought, wow, she has all these points here right on top of each other to show exactly what's going on. A weakening of the people, a demoralizing of the people, a destruction of their children. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't know how to... How to it sounds like you keep, like, I keep repeating myself. And, you know, one of the things that I learned in pastoring churches was, you know, the pastor has to find new ways to say the same old things or the audience, their brain's going to shut off. I mean, it's just a thing. It's a, I don't know what it is about that. Their brains turn off. If they get the same thing over and over and over and over, they just... And yet, here's this lady, she's talking about what they're doing. And I think it's good that we see the plan the enemy has. I think it's good to see that. You know, any military force that's going to go against someone, uh, you know, another military or something, they always, they always weigh out their opposition. They see what they're doing. Um, they take into account what they're going to do. They strategize against whatever they know the enemy's plan is. This is why they try to intercept communications and things to know what's going on. And there's a healthy... Uh, knowledge of the enemy, a healthy knowledge of it. What I see with a lot of people, I got to tell you, I, I, there's a lot of people that send me a lot of different things, and I'm, I'm grateful for you guys sending me stuff, okay? But there are some people who are just, they're enamored with the enemy, all they watch is how what the enemy has planned for them. All they take in and podcast is what the enemy has planned for them. That's at least that's all they're sharing with me. Where's the hope? Where's the strategy and where's the planning to fight back against the enemy? Where is that at? See, everybody wants justice, or they say they do, but they're content with learning about all that the enemy has planned for them to destroy them. How many of you guys run across people like that? That's what, that's what their focus is. And you guys, look, you know that I've had people on the show about the Roman Catholic Church, the the pay, the, you know, in the papacy, uh, we've talked about the World Economic Forum. We've talked about, gosh, I mean, I can name off all these evil people that we've talked about: Bill Gates and Joe Biden and Donald Trump, and you name the you name the people out there doing their thing. We bring up all this stuff. Well, where's the resolve to do anything about it? I had some guy the other day on one of the shows. He commented ignorantly, by the way. Quit assuming Trump and the military are not in control. If Trump and the military are in control, I'd hate to see what it is if they're not in control. These people never ask, why are things going the way they're going? Oh, well, you got to show how bad it is before you, you, know, you do this, and it's going to be the people and blah, blah. Meanwhile, they tell you to sit back and grab some popcorn and watch the show. It isn't about the people. 
they're giving you a double they're giving you a double message there. Trump and the military is going to take care of it and sit back and you know have your popcorn, but the people are going to be the ones who do it. What? Huh? And this is what this is what we get. This is the kind of of confusion that we get in the midst of all of what's going on. And by the way, this is part of you know the Bible talks about God throwing the leaders or those who are we would say representatives in our country throwing them into this uh, drunken stupor, if you will. They're in a stupor. They don't know what to do. They realize something's wrong, but they've they've so abandoned God that they're confused about what they should even do. They can point out there's a problem. They have no solution for it. And this is exactly what we see going on in D.C. This is why I say D.C.'s done. It's done. And I don't know when the people are going to get that through their heads. It's done. It needs to be abolished. It is a threat to our security, to our liberty, to our property, to our posterity. Washington, D.C. is a threat. And why is it a threat? Because the people have not held them to account in decades. More than a century, let's put it that way. More than a century, the people have not held them to account. Those people are supposed to work for the people. And they have been working for themselves. Oh, I know they tell us they're they're for our liberty. They're there for our freedom. They're doing all these kinds of things. But you and I both know the opposite is true. We both, we all know it's the opposite is true. The problem, the hurdle that we're getting over is the sentimentality about D.C. and all these other stuff. That's the hurdle that gets to get over. And I'm not saying go change and become some transgender, sodomite-embracing, pedophilia society. Nope. I'm saying go back to the old past. Go back to what we had in the beginning. What really made America great was not our economy, wasn't jobs, wasn't a guy with you know, hair that has to be combed over on one side. It wasn't about any of that stuff. It was about the fact that Americans recognized there was one king and one king only, and that's Jesus the Christ, and that his law was government. His law was government. Isn't that what Isaiah said? The government will be upon his shoulders. Yes, I know it means mind control. So who's controlling your mind? Because I'll guarantee you, ain't nobody listening to me whose mind is their own in control. They are being inundated by spiritual entities as well as physical entities to think a certain way and to embrace certain ideologies. So who's controlling your mind? Is it the God of Scripture? Or is it the sinful whims of men that are driving your thinking? You've got to keep that in mind, because this lady's exactly right. If you're a person who's already embraced the thought that a man or a woman can be androgynous, or they can, they can be, you know, the opposite gender, all you need is a little nudge to push you over the edge to make you, I don't know, a Terminator. <laughs> For lack of a better term. Yeah. 
All you need is a little nudge to push you into the human machine realm. I don't know what all that entails. I don't know if that's a little bit of technology or if that's a lot. But the fact of the matter is, you are willing for somebody else to control you. You're like that guy from that film, The Matrix. You know, he's free, but he doesn't like freedom. And he doesn't like the reality that is reality. He says, you can stick me back in there and just put me in my little dream world and make me a nice rich person. The love of money is the root of all evil, right? Um, You can do all of that and I don't even care. I mean, how detached do you have to be as a person to embrace something like that? Absolutely incredible. But there are many people doing it today. There are many people doing it today. I want to let you in on one of these things as well, hopefully before uh, Christine is able to join us. This came out yesterday, Um, and, and this is part of that whole... You see, when you demoralize the people, you can start manipulating them into all these different factions. We talked about the transdelusionals and the transgressors. That's, those are the words that we're going to use um, for these people who think they can change their gender. This is, a, this is the start of it right here. Senior Pentagon official at office overseeing elementary schools, which is unconstitutional, arrested for human trafficking. Guy's name is Steve Havanic. Steve Havanic. He's a chief of staff. Um, he assumed the duties of chief of staff for DODEA Americans or Americas, formerly the Domestic Dependent Elementary and Secondary Schools, in October 2010. Prior to that, Hovannik served as an instructional system specialist at the DDESS Area Service Center in Peachtree in Peachtree City, Georgia, and responsible for the curricular areas of AVID. Career, technical, education, school improvement, mathematics, and other related duties. Mr. Hovanek began his career in education in 1982. He's not even even supposed to be doing this. Education is not a purview of the federal government. Read Article 1. It's not in there. This guy was a criminal already before he started involving himself in human trafficking. Okay? He was already a criminal. We're told by the Daily Caller... He's a top administrator for the Pentagon's school system. Do you hear where this is coming from? It's coming out of the Department of Defense. If you're sending your kids to the public indoctrination centers we call public schools, stop. Stop doing that. Friends, why would you send... I mean, this lady was exactly right when she talked about getting people into a mindset they'll accept their own extinction. They'll accept their own station. Why will you send your kids to your enemies? Why? And I speak for the church. I'm going to speak to the church here. Church, when you have, you know families are broken. You know things are tight. You know things are difficult. Instead of building a new building, why are you not helping single moms be at home with their kids to teach their kids? Let me go a step further. Brothers and sisters, fathers and uncles, dads. Why are you not helping 
your daughters or your sons who've had a broken family, but they got kids. Why are you not helping educate them? Not school them, educate them, train them, teach them the ways of the Lord. Why do you allow for them to continually be sent off to your enemies to be indoctrinated? To be inoculated against the truth. We got to get a hold of this. We, we really do. Anyway, this is the story here. Havanik, he's the top administrator for the Pentagon school system in the Americas region, was arrested on November 15th in a human trafficking sting in Coweta County, Georgia. He's 64 years old. He was arrested on suspicion of pandering according to a press release. The Coweta County Sheriff's Office provided to the DCNF, that's the Daily Caller News Foundation. Eva Tedder, administrator for the Sheriff's Office, said Hovannik told the jail staff he works for the Defense Department, or Department of Defense, located in Peachtree City, Georgia, where the Department of Defense Education Activities, D-O-D-E-A, America's division is located, according to the agency's website. A booking photo of Havanic. Okay, let's just get on past some of this, uh, of what he did. And you'll see here, uh, these, are, these are some of the books that they got, that they're, they're giving kids, the bad guys. And uh, yeah. this is the education they, they want kids to have. This is what they want. To, now he's been busted in human trafficking. Well, that's what that's look. This is what God turns the people over to. This is what He turns them over to when they won't submit themselves to Him. Then there's a problem. Um, now we're supposed to have Christine on. If she doesn't come on, there's nothing I can do about that. I I don't uh, I don't control her schedule. But we did have her set up for this morning and about this time. So there may be a little bit of time off or I don't, I don't know if we're going to have her. But anyway, we're going we're gonna to see what happens with that. In any case, there's another story. I'll bring it up and we'll, we'll get into this um, as we're waiting on her. And if she doesn't show, I guess we'll just continue with this. Okay. Um, our friend Alex Newman, I don't know if you've noticed... There's been another surge in JFK videos come out um, and people calling out some of this, the stuff that's there. I honestly think that JFK probably is more the modern key to understanding what went on and what is going on here. Um, you know, now we've got the, the videos coming out and showing Israeli involvement in the assassination. We've had for years people speculate about George H.W. Bush and his being the finger guy, being the trigger guy. Uh, we've had all kinds of theories that have been put forth as far as from the information that's come as to who might have been behind it. You know, I watched one video where they said it was one of the CIA guys armed with a, an M4 or something, I don't know, in the back of a uh, the car behind Kennedy and the guy sped up and he pulled the trigger and shot him. I mean, what a shot. A headshot, really? 
from falling back in the seat. I, I'm, not, I'm not buying that. Yeah, but anyway, I've heard even the driver of the car. You know, some people have some video footage that makes it look like the guy turned and took his gun and shot shot Kennedy in it. I don't know. But there's been a lot of that. So Alex had put together a piece called, and you can see this at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. 60 years later, JFK assassination misdirection. I'll give you a couple of lines uh, from his piece here. One of the most stunning features of the aftermath of President John F. Kennedy's assassination was the massive proliferation of theories to supposedly explain it. The incredible campaign of confusion included an almost endless array of phony narratives, many of them blaming conservatives and patriotic Americans designed to misdirect researchers and those searching for the truth. The lies have echoed down through history to this day. Aside from the Warren Commission's widely disbelieved narrative, at least 42 organizations, 82 assassins, and well over 200 accomplices have been accused by those who reject the official story. According to former prosecutor and JFK researcher Vincent Bugliosi, in the end, the official narrative concluded that a lone gunman communist, Lee Harvey Oswald, acted alone for no apparent grand purpose and was then shot by another lone gunman, surprise, surprise, again without any broad operation involvement, and then that lone gunman died. All the little loose ends neatly tied up. That conclusion may or may not have elements of truth to it. While it seems likely Oswald was involved somehow, his well-documented contacts with the Soviet Union, Deep State's obvious motives for wanting to remove Kennedy, suggest there may be more to the story. Yeah, it's always done that. It's always been that. But regardless of what really happened, what is clear is that the establishment media and other deep state forces began sowing confusion in an effort to misdirect Americans from the start. From the start. Not years later. From the start. Now, if you remember correctly, uh, if you, you know, follow SonsOfLibertyMedia.com or if you follow Corey'sDigs.com, our friend Corey Lynn. Uh, I think Cordy is one of the best investigative journalists we've got. I, I really do. And I knew that the first time I read her work. I was like, can we share this on our website? And she was more than gracious to do it. Now, she had a little quibbles about you know how we put things related to linking back to her, but she was so gracious in letting us carry it. It was good. It's good information. Cordy puts out really, really good information. And um, I remember her piece on the CIA and how the Central Intelligence Agency basically coined the term conspiracy theory to label people who questioned the official narrative of the JFK assassination. That's where that came from. Did you know that? Yeah. That's where that came from. It was an attempt to... It's kind of like the communists who say racist. You're a racist. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. Conspiracy theories, we all develop these. Even the people who say you're a conspiracy theorist, they develop conspiracy theories, do they not? We, we've talked about this with police officers, detectives. They come to a crime scene. By the way, that's what police officers are really there for. Just going to tell you. The law enforcers are the people. I'm going to say it. 
until everybody gets it. The law enforcers in the United States are not the guys in blue and they're not the guys in brown. They're you and me, fellas. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15 and 16 is called the Constitutional Militia. They're the ones to enforce the law. They're the ones to put down insurrection. They're the ones to repel invasions. That's you and me, fellas. That's you and me. And the faster we pick up on our duty to do that and learn to band together instead of being separate, and we come together under the law, that's the point. God's law, upholding His law. If it doesn't match God's law, we should be joining forces together to stop the criminals who are attacking us and our fellow man in our community. We should be doing that. We're not doing that. That has to be a priority. That has to be a priority. And when we don't, we allow things like the CIA, the FBI, the NSA. You know, where we leave off our duty, government's going to come into that vacuum and it's going to try to fill it. If we're not being fathers, guess what government's going to be? It's going to come in and be Big Daddy for for our wives and children. That, that's what's going to happen. It's already happening in certain communities. And these people know that. Yet they submit to it quite often. We'll also read from um, Alex here. He said, "Whatever, regardless of whatever, what really happened, what is clear is that the establishment media and other deep state forces began sowing confusion in an effort to misdirect Americans from the start. Here's a couple of things they did. The far-left New York Times, for instance, ran the headline, Why America Weeps, Kennedy Victim of Violent Streak He Sought to Curb in the Nation. U.S. Supreme Court Chief Justice Earl Warren, man who spent his career waging war on the Constitution he swore to uphold, falsely pointed to the hatred and bitterness that has been injected into the life of our nation by bigots. They're singing that same old song today, aren't they? As James Pearson explains in his book, Camelot and Cultural Revolution, even regular liberals wanted a narrative that featured Kennedy as a martyr for progress. Sixty years later, the misdirection continues. One of the primary efforts at misdirection has been to point the finger at conservatives and, quote-unquote, right-wing extremists. If you're a right-wing extremist, stop being one and be a center-of-the-line law upholder. Be one of those guys. Don't get on the right or the left. Stay on the straight and narrow. Okay? That's where they have us in an argument that's political, but it's not biblical and it's not constitutional. What do I mean by that? I've explained this many times, but let's go at it again. Right or left of what? You're on the right. Right of what? What are you on the right of? You're on the right side of the law. That doesn't mean you're on the law. That doesn't mean you're upholding the law. You might be, but it means you're on the right side of it. What are you on the left of? Left of what? Left of the law. See, this is, this is how they get us with their little phrases and words that they choose to 
put different meanings in or used to drive us down the road to their particular narrative. They do this with pro-choice, too, and abortion. They use the word abortion so they don't have to use the word murder. They use the word pro-choice so they don't have to finish the citizen or the sentence pro-choice to do what? Murder your baby. Because they don't want to hear that part. That part convicts them. Pro-choice doesn't convict them. Murder your baby, that convicts them, and that's why they get angry. And that's why they want to shut you up, even if it means they have to kill you. That's what they that's what's in their hearts. You see it, it comes out in the display of their faces, what they say, the signs they produce, and their behavior. They just soon cut your throat as for you to speak to them about what they're committing as a violation of the law. The same thing happens, you know, we're seeing this with this transgender bunch. I'm going to tell you, there's a part of me, I feel for some of these kids that are getting pulled into this. Kids are supposed to, they're at a time where they're to be trained. And and they're to be educated. And there's a reason for that. They don't know. They don't know all that the world holds for them. They don't know all the traps that's been set for them. And it is mom and dad's job, not the state's, to educate them and to educate them clearly in three things. The commands, the statutes, and the judgments of God. Deuteronomy 6. We read this all the time. That's, what, that's what's going on. There's a lack of education. There's a lack of teaching. There's a lack of nurture and admonition in the Lord. And when that's gone, what do you think is going to replace it? Might as well say hell itself. And this is where we're going back to this speech by Laura that I played at the first. All of that's there. Thank God there are still some people, parents, talking about JFK assassination too. You say you're kind of going back and forth between these things. I don't want to confuse anybody. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just seeing there's parallels here. If parents pass along these things, they're always going to be at the forefront of the, of, the, of the child's mind. This is an important thing. Mom and dad's talking about it. They want me to learn about it. They want me to understand why it's important. It must be important. I must need to learn these things. You know, one of the things um, that Laura made mention of in her, her um, speech there was George Orwell in the 1984 and the doublespeak and such. And one of the things that I have noticed is that any of you who have read 1984, you know, what you see in there, there, there was a book years ago that was written by a guy by the name of Neil Postman. He's no longer with us. Um, if I recall correctly, he was like a uh, university professor or something like that. And he wrote a book called Amusing Ourselves to Death. Great book. I highly recommend it. And I I would highly recommend that you read 1984 first, you read Brave New World second, and then you read Postman's work, Amusing Ourselves to Death, last. Uh, That way, if you you don't know those other two books, it's not going to make any sense to you. So I would recommend reading them in that order. And one of the things that Postman was convinced of, he's, you know, he's basically thinking that Brave New World is going to win out against 1984. Now, if you don't know the difference, the major difference was that 1984 was 
well, both of them were using deceptive tactics. But 1984 uh, was keeping people away from anything that would stir their emotions, um, you know, uh, history, art, writings, all this kind of stuff. And then it was there was heavy, you know, jackbooted thug kind of punishment if you violated their rules. They also used the fear of war in that. And in that, they always, you know, they would trade their allies for their enemies, kind of like we, we do. You notice some of that, right? I mean, this is why I say it's WWE, because that's what they do. The WWE does the same thing. They come in, and they give you a narrative. And then they have their characters. And sometimes those characters are, quote-unquote, good, and sometimes they're, quote-unquote, bad. And so they're playing their role. And look, there's physical activity. The physical activity is real. That part's real. A guy jumps off on the canvas uh, onto another guy. It's probably going to hurt a little bit. They, they've got to be in some good shape to do some of that. But their narrative, the play that they're acting on, is all fake. And that's what they're doing here. I was thinking about it last night. I was thinking about how the devil deceived Eve. And then how Eve was just able to offer the fruit to Adam. I mean, the Bible doesn't even say Adam was deceived. He just went along with it. But it does say the woman was deceived. And so the serpent's able to deceive Eve and basically destroy the family right there in the garden. And then what do we have here? We have politicians who want to deceive us in order to advance their agenda, just like Satan does. If we'll acquiesce to that, if we'll say, yes, it's okay that you do these things, that we're giving them run of the store. Why do you think that I say, you know that old phrase that says, um, these guys are, they govern at the consent of the governed? Stop giving them your consent. Stop giving it to them. They want you to vote for them. Don't you get it? They want you to think that voting for them is going to solve all the problems. It's going to fix everything. It's not. That's the deception. That's the deception. You're the solution in our government. You are. We're never going to see that potential until you submit yourself to the king. When you submit yourself to the king, that's when you're going to see the work start happening. Why? Because you're going to give glory to the king. King's not in it for your glory. He's in it for his. And this is why we're in the position we're in. Again, I apologize. Anybody coming in late, uh, you know, we're supposed to have uh, Christine Anderson on for 30 minutes today. And uh, for whatever reason, not getting anything, don't have any emails telling me she wouldn't be here. So I don't know what fell through. I was working through a third party um, based off of contacting her on her website. Um, so I don't really have a phone number or anything I can call here. So we're just going to keep going with what we're going here. Okay. I mean, that's the show doesn't run off of guests. I mean, I love having guests, but uh, that's not part of what we, what we have here. So what goes on? 
and all of this. And I'm kind of back and forth between a couple of these stories here because I do see how they're tied together. The JFK one is, I mean, there's a significant alteration that began in our government as a result of that. Actually, it was going on before then, before Kennedy. But there was a serious alteration that was coming in our government at the time. It already had uh, 80 years or so that it had been working. 80 years? What are you talking about, Tim? That's like the 1800s. Yeah. For those of you who don't know the history, when you go back and you see Abraham Lincoln, for instance, I mean, you know, an alleged sodomite. Most people don't know that. They've never even heard that. That's been kind of pushed to the side. Guy who used the military to attack the South. Yeah, but there was slavery. That wasn't the reason he was doing it. He was just fine with slavery. Go read some of the stuff he wrote. He was just fine. I'm not, I'm not looking to get rid of that. That starts back then. And as Jesus says, a little leaving, leaving the whole lump. Lincoln had Marxists in his cabinet. I mean, he, un, the, he said some great quotes. But isn't that like the devil? Isn't he? I mean, don't we refer to people as a silver-tongued devil? Why do we do that? Because the devil's a smooth talker, Betty Crocker. That's why. How does he get us to do things? He's got smooth talk. He, he will convince you that up is down and down is up. Black is white. White is black. That's what he does. And men deceive themselves by believing it. And then they destroy themselves by acting on it. This is exactly what we're finding out here. So with the JFK, when I bring up these stories, the JFK story, one of the things is you can see how it starts to come in and how serious they are about bringing it in, that they're willing to kill a president out in broad daylight. And as they push their agenda of schooling, that schooling has an effect on the populace. Now, I was reading to you from this guy this uh, senior Pentagon guy, uh, Stephen Hovannik. And um, this guy is, how old is he? 64. So let's go back a period of time here. Let's go back to the assassination. He would have been in his late teens. He would have just been coming out of the educate the public indoctrination centers we call public schools. He would have been coming out of that. So he was already getting some of this. Of course, he was in Georgia, so maybe he got a little less than others. Nevertheless, that education is, is a part of his makeup. And now, he's been arrested on suspicion of pandering in home traffic or human trafficking. Now, this is the guy that works at the Defense Department. I mean, I, 
I got to tell you, I don't understand how some of these people remain in their positions. Remember, years ago, we had about 5,000 uh, Defense Department employees looking at pornography. Nobody lost their job while they're on the job. They, they were looking at it while they're on the job. Why is there never any justice over this matter? Now I'm gonna I'm gonna share something with you because I know there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of Christians who listen to the show and they don't like the talk of justice. Let me speak to that just a minute. Justice is really a mercy towards the innocent. Justice is a mercy towards the innocent. Yes, it is to bring justice to the criminal, to the one who's violated the law, absolutely. But it's a mercy to all the innocent that they would seek to harm. Like this guy Stephen and his human trafficking. Same thing. You know, Jesus talked about the little children. Suffer the little children. Let them come unto me and forbid them not. For such is the kingdom of heaven. And children are often the ones who are the victims of people like this guy. Children are often the ones who are victims. There are many Christians, professed Christians who don't want justice and they want to show more mercy to the criminal than they do their victims because, listen, they are in sin. That's the only way, that's the only way I can comprehend what's going on. I'm the last person who wants to be involved in some kind of capital punishment. I, I really am. I, 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 don't want to, I don't want any of that. But the fact of the matter is, is that many Christians who cry out against the death penalty, and look, I'm against it at the federal and state level because they're so corrupt, I wouldn't want them doing anything like that. But in the community level, if you have a trial by jury, a trial by your peers in your community that know you, those people are going to do everything they can to try to find you innocent. Everything they can. They're going to look at all the evidence and try to do that. But in many cases, here's what, here's what people do. Because they're guilty of the same sins, the same crimes, they don't want justice to be brought because they don't want it brought against them. Well, listen, friends, and hear me clearly. I have been guilty of breaking all of God's commands. I have. I am worthy of the most horrible death you can come up with. I, I, and, and there's nothing I can say about it because it's true. Nevertheless, because God did something in me, we call it the new birth. I didn't do it. I didn't go looking for it. I wasn't pursuing it. I wasn't investigating it. God did something in me that made me have the same mindset towards other sins that I do of my own. That they're worthy to be punished. 
And that is the one thing being left off in this society and in other societies around the world. This is what I wanted to ask Miss Anderson, if she was going to be on the show, I was going to ask her, look, you're pointing out all the things that are bad that are going on there. You know, the WEF coming in, the, the giving the shots, the, the, the Muslim invasion, you know, all of this stuff that's happening over there in Europe. What, what are you guys doing about it? That's what I want to know. I like what they have to say. What are you doing about it? Same thing that our representatives have. I, I like what a lot of guys say. What are you going to show me? What am I going to see? James chapter 2. It's not that you say you believe these things. It's what are you doing? What are you doing? What does Jesus say? He says their lips are close to God. Their hearts are far from Him. Is your heart close to God today? James tells us, by the way, He says, if we'll draw near to God, God will draw near to us. How many of you are drawing near to God? I heard a testimony. I got to speak with a a really sweet lady, one of the listeners of the show this week. And she was just telling me how she had been Roman Catholic. Um, She had begun to read her Bible again after listening to the show and said, praise God for that. That's not something Tim or Bradley does. We we can't make you desire the Word of God. We, We can't make you you know, live a holy life. We, we can't do any of that. We can tell you what the Word of God says. We can't do any of that. That's the work of God. What an encouragement. And Americans need that. We need that. We need for God to give us a hunger and thirst for righteousness, and then we need Him to fill it. And I'm going to tell you what, when that happens... When that happens, if you're one of those people listening to me that that happens to, guess what's going to happen? You're going to see a change in your life, the life of your family, and in your community. And if enough people that happens, you're going to see it on a nationwide scale. But that's going to come at God's pleasure, not yours. You don't set up a revival meeting and say, God's going to show up at this time. That's not what happens. No, God shows up when he is good and well ready to show up, and he's going to do so when he knows nobody else is going to get the glory for it but him. And we've got to keep that in mind. And we've got to keep pushing for justice and to do what's right. Friend, if you haven't repented of your sins and turned to Christ, I plead with you today to do so. Yes, he will save sinners. That's his job. That's what he does. Bradley be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. See you in the morning at 6 a.m., Lord willing.